Entrepreneur on Fire 730. John Lee Dumas is here with your daily dose of inspiring entrepreneurs. Welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire and prepare to ignite. When you have thousands of designers at your fingertips, the sky is the limit for your design. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code FIRE. Like that spark, Fire Nation, John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Valerie Young. Valerie, are you prepared to ignite? I am absolutely prepared to ignite, John. An internationally known confidence expert and author of The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, Why Capable People Suffer from the Imposter Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It. Valerie has been cited in the Wall Street Journal, Inc., Chicago Tribune, O Magazine, and many others. Valerie, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, but take a minute. Give us a little more details about you personally and your biz. Sure, absolutely, John. Well, I, you know, as you said, I'm, I'm a confidence expert, among other things, and uh, I speak on this thing called the imposter syndrome. And, and what that means is I always tell people that. Uh, uh, it's, it's a sense that the other shoe is going to drop, you know, that you're really in over your head and they're going to find out that you're not as bright and capable and uh, and they're going to be exposed as an imposter, fake or fraud. Like Mike Myers says, he's still waiting for the no talent police to come and <laughs> arrest him. So I'm a you know paid professional speaker. And then I'm also uh, an expert over at my other site, changingcourse.com, helping people figure out how do you make a living without a J-O-B. Those J-O-Bs, Valerie, they can get in the way sometimes. And what's Absolutely. really interesting, a pretty pretty cool side story, is that just last month, I was in Dallas at a great conference called The Podcast Movement, and Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, was on stage for the final keynote, and he's doing his thing, and then all of a sudden, he looks at me, who's sitting in the front row, and he goes, John, there's these two words that I haven't really ever heard of, and I think that you're the reason for that, because now that you talk about it on your podcast all the time, like I'm hearing all of my students talking about it. Did you come up with the word and the phrase imposter syndrome? And like the entire room just kind of laughed and it immediately shot me back to the time that you and I were hanging out over two years ago at a Ryan Lee little tiny mastermind. There's like eight or nine people in there. And that's when I was first introduced to the imposter syndrome theory by you. And I immediately understood what it meant and dove into that and have made it part of just my belief system. And I want to thank you for that. And also, you know, want to do kind of a deep dive into the imposter syndrome and what it is from you, somebody who's written an incredibly uh, well-known and successful book about it. So that's kind of an aside. That's kind of a side note for Fire Nation, who always, Valerie, hears me say, imposter syndrome this, imposter syndrome that, that you are the wellspring for me in this. And I kind of would love to hear your history beyond that as well. But before we get into all of that, we always start with a success quote. And Valerie, people might be surprised of who you've chosen for the author of your mantra, but take it away. Sure. Well, I'm going to kind of back into this, this mantra a little bit, John. I was uh, I was interviewed by another radio host, and she asked me this question no one had ever asked me before, which is, what's the secret to your success? And without really thinking, I said, you know, I think it's because I don't spend a lot of time in the real world. And, and her listeners probably <laughs> thought I meant I was on, you know, hallucinogenics. Psychedelics. Or <laughs> but, but what I meant was that 
when when you're in you live in the so-called real world, right? And somebody says, "Oh, I think I'd like to become an expert on penguins and start my own business or I want to make 2 million dollars selling chocolate chip cookies at the Minnesota State Fair." Yummy. They're going to go, "That's not realistic." And, you know, you're not living in the real world. So my mantra is it comes from Will Smith who said, "Being realistic is the most commonly traveled road to mediocrity." Nothing I have ever done is quote unquote realistic, right? From from getting a six-figure uh, book grant to getting to sit down with people like Gary Vaynerchuk or uh, Sir Richard Branson and pick their brain or, you know, leaving my corporate job and, and going out on my own and being an entrepreneur. There's nothing, quote unquote, realistic about any of those things, but they're all entirely possible. So I like to dwell in the world of possibilities. I love that mentality. And it's such a mindset shift for so many people out there, Valerie. And I'll say less so for those who have listened to Entrepreneur on Fire for very long, because we always talk about, you know, dreaming in that world of possibility. And it's really unfortunate that you kind of see those that just don't do that, that don't think that, hey, it is possible to, to make $2 million selling chocolate cookies at a Minnesota State Fair or, you know, whatever else it might be with penguins and things along those lines. And that's really kind of a theme I think would be great to build up and build around as we go forward in this interview. And that's really going to start with you, Valerie, sharing your journey as an entrepreneur. And that's what we always do here at Entrepreneur on Fire. It's an incredible way for us to close this chasm because right now, Valerie, our listeners are like, okay, she sat down with Sir Richard Branson and Gary Vaynerchuk. Like, who is this woman? She's amazing. But just like everybody in this world that's taken a stab at entrepreneurship, Valerie, you failed too. You failed multiple times along your journey. And I want to hone in on one of those stories. So take us to that moment in time, Valerie. Tell us that story. And then let's really analyze the lessons that you learned from it. Just one failure, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is why I like, I love entrepreneurs. I actually uh, interviewed this guy who was an entrepreneur. And, and the first thing he said was, he said, let me start with my two biggest failures because that's where I learned the most. And right. I said, Absolutely. That's why I love entrepreneurs. Well, my first one, you know, it was hard to figure this one, but I was actually still in my corporate job. I was commuting 90 miles a day to a Fortune uh, 200 company. Were you listening to podcasts on those commutes? I was not. And the reason why, <laughs> this was in 1994, something like okay, that. Okay, 10 years preceding podcasting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was actually in the late, yeah, early 90s. So, um, you know, I was doing my 90 mile a day commute and I knew there had to be something more to this, but I didn't, you know, didn't know quite what that was, but I decided to start this line of humorous greeting cards, and I, 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 I drew them all myself, and I did market research at, at friends' parties. You know, which ones do you like? <laughs> and then I got them printed, and I sold them in stores in San Francisco and Boston and New York and Hartford. And I would just use my business trips. I'd use the time I had available and go into stores and show them my cards, and they'd buy them or they wouldn't. But the, the, ultimately, the business did not succeed. It, it, it you know, I, I didn't make my my money back on, on the printing. And that's because I didn't understand that when they sold out of cards, they didn't just call me and order more cards. I was supposed to keep calling people back and going, do you need more cards? And, and I realized I didn't like that part. <laughs> I like the creative part. So it was a good lesson that I had done my homework. I took classes on how to have a greeting card company and so on. But it was a really good lesson that if you're going to be a lifestyle entrepreneur like I am, like I'm not looking to build an empire with lots of employees and infrastructure and hierarchy, that you really need to get clear on the life part of the work-life equation. It makes sure that whatever business idea you come up with passes the life test for you. 
So Valerie, what I really love about this specific story that you told is that you're sharing a time in your life that's very similar to a lot of our listeners right now, because a lot of people that are listening to this podcast right now, and you know who you are out there, you're commuting to work. Maybe it's not 90 miles, maybe it's nine, maybe it's 29, but you're commuting to work to a job that you're not super thrilled about, and that's okay. I mean, I was there just a little over two years ago myself, so I remember it incredibly clearly, but what you did, Valerie, is what I like to call sidepreneur. While you were doing your thing, getting your paycheck, paying your bills, doing what you had to do, you were also off working hard and trying some different things and failing but learning lessons from that, seeing what didn't work for you and what didn't really align with your overall plans and adjusting from that. So can you just share really quickly your thoughts on the sidepreneur, that person that's working a job right now that also wants to maybe dip their toes into this world called entrepreneurship, what are some things that really helped you and maybe even hurt you? Well, I, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I called my my first website changingcourse.com and not jumpoffacliff.com <laughs> because hardly nobody can just up and quit their job job, right? You're always doing it on the side. So it's a matter, I think, of using the time available. People go, well, I don't have time. Well, can you turn off the TV one or two nights a week? Can you use your commuting time, as you said, right? Whether it's listening to podcasts or just, you know, doing some uh, action planning in, in your brain. Are there some connections or contacts connected to your current job that not in an exploitive way to your, to your employer, but are there ways that you can get some training, uh, do some networking, something in your current job that's going to enable you in your next job? And I will say this, John, this is not true for everyone, but depending on what you do, your current employer could turn out to be your first transition client. That's what I did. I negotiated with my with my then employer to work from home and to basically work for them, continue to do my job, but as a, a consultant. I mean, people are always afraid if you ask for something like that, they're, they're going to say no and you're fired. But you've got to put yourself in the position of that manager. If, if you're a good employee, somebody came to me and said, you know, I think I'm going to leave. I want to start my business or, they, you know, they just want to quit. That would be a problem for me because I got to cover their workload. I got to hire somebody. It's a pain in the neck. So if you're a good employee, nine times out of 10, I think if they can, they'll try to work with you to, you know, so it works for everybody. Not that this dates you, but just really early on, you seem to- I'm old, John. It's okay. <laughs> you seem to get it, though. Like you realize that there was something pretty cool brewing in this internet world. And because of that, you have some amazing dot coms. I mean, I remember just being wowed by that and just hearing you owning changingcourse.com and some others just really impressed me. What would you say your favorite dot com that you're most impressed with that you own is? You know, I mean, I got imposter syndrome.com. That's pretty cool since it's a, you know, people are familiar with the expression. But there's one that I haven't fully used yet that I love called Brainstorm Nation. Brainstormnation.com. Wow. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I want to have like a big, you know, get like 200 people in a ballroom and teach them how to, you know, connect the dots between what do they love to do and how can they monetize that and just brainstorm ways to make money without a job. Well, Valerie, that's one thing that I've always loved and admired about you is that you are always a brainstormer. I mean, that kind of defines you. You always have those wheels spinning. Every time we talk, you know, you bring up something that kind of sparks an idea with me. And that's actually a perfect segue to what we're going to talk about next is your aha moment. I mean, you've had many, but we're going to talk about one specific story of a time that you, Valerie Young, had an aha moment, had a light bulb, Valerie, that just went off and you said, 
yes, brainstorm.com. Like I get it. I know it. It's going to work. But take us to that specific story, Valerie. Walk us through that aha moment and then the steps that you took to turn that idea into success. I think it was, John, again, I'm old. I'm older. So <laughs> I started the Changing Course newsletter in 1995. It was a hard copy subscriber newsletter. I didn't even have a website. Uh, but I started the newsletter because I read in USA Today, they had an insert called Parade Magazine. I think they still do. And I read about this uh, mag- this, this newsletter called the Tightwad Gazette. They're not publishing anymore. But they were making millions of dollars teaching people how to who were cheap, right? How to save money, like how to reuse your dental floss, you know, stuff oh, like that. Goodness. <laughs> I know. Isn't that, isn't that terrible? That's the example that stands out in my mind. <laughs> and I, so that's when I went, well, heck, if, if they can start a newsletter, I can start a newsletter. And I was very interested in this whole trend at the time of, you know, executive ca- cashing out and going off and doing things they love to do. So I said, I'm going to start a newsletter. And then I realized that they also got so successful so fast because they got national media attention. So it was like, all right, then I'm going to get national media attention. So I realized back then people were sending press releases. They either were mailing them. Again, there wasn't a lot of email press releases or they were faxing their press releases in. So I wanted to get their attention. So I put like a day planner in a box. But in the day planner, I put on a few pages. I filled the pages with like call Fred email Sue, you know, do this, do that. And then the next page, it was a post-it note and they turned it and it wrote across the page, get a life and <laughs> <laughs> as like the big to do for that day. Right? right. So, you know, I put in my press release and they called me and they said, well, we're, you know, we're not going to do a story on you, but we're doing a story on um, downsizing from a two family income to a one family income. Can you write a sidebar with tips about that? And I thought to myself, I don't know anything about this. So I said, of course, yes, I'll figure it out. I mean, how hard could it be? So I wrote these common sense tips. And then I realized I better get one of these newfangled things called a website. Yowzers. This was in 1998. And uh, so, you know, scrambled. I found two 40-something career changers at a community college who were taking a class on web design. I got them to do it for free because they needed stuff for their portfolio. And uh that was my aha, this sense of like looking at someone else, seeing how they did it, realizing, well, if they can do it, I can do it, trying it with a different spin. I think just putting something in a box got their attention in a different way that one more piece of paper coming across their desk wasn't going to do it. So what I love about this story specifically, Valerie, is that so many entrepreneurs are just terrified of basically what my phrase is here is standing on the shoulders of giants. I mean, every single one of us is looking at people in the past and what they've done, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and then we iterate off of that. And so often, especially in my world of podcasting, and I deal with a lot of people that are looking to start their podcast, and they come to me and say, John, I had this great idea for a podcast, but then I went into iTunes and ho-hum, like somebody's already doing it. I'm so sad. Wah-wah. Back to the drawing board. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second. That is proof of concept. That means that somebody's actually doing something viable, creating potentially a viable business around it. You should be jumping up for joy. I mean, Valerie, 
I was not the first person to start an interview-based podcast by any stretch of the imagination, but what did I do? I did it differently. I was the first person to go seven days a week. I added my own little USP, that unique selling proposition, and I made it formatted. So we're telling a story with a failure and an aha moment, and now your current success. And then, you know, I add a little flair to it, that lightning rounds. And then, of course, I did what I only could do me, and this is for everybody out there as well, I added my own personality. And that's, again, going to make everything that we do unique. So you don't need to just be terrified about imitating or stealing or taking some things from different places and applying it to your business as you're moving forward and learning from that. That's your basis. That's your starting point. And that's my biggest takeaway, Valerie, from your aha moment. But I would love for you Just to sum it up for our listeners, sum it up for Fire Nation, the one major takeaway that you want us to focus and implement into our lives from that story in your life. Well, I think, you know, just as you said, it's kind of like you say, you know, I got this great idea to put my family recipes in this book and sell it. And then you walk into Barnes and Noble and you come around the corner and you come to the cookbook section. You go, (laughs) oh, no, somebody already wrote a cookbook, right? You know, they didn't write your cookbook. Uh, and I really encourage people to play big. You know, we we have so many talents and so many gifts. And I think a great way to think about this, John, is that you are being incredibly selfish by playing small. Ooh. Because everybody who's listening right now has something to offer to the world. And by holding back, it's you know, it's not all about you. You know, if you don't put your podcast out there, if you don't put your business out there, your cookbook, you know, whatever it is, then someone else, you know, everyone loses when bright people play small, I guess is my point. No, I love that phrase. And there's actually something, it's a little bit of a corny saying, a lot of us have heard it, but not a lot of us have actually absorbed it, Valerie, that if you do play big, if you do shoot for the moon, even if you miss, guess what? You are amongst the stars. And so playing big at least puts you in that arena. You know, don't stay in the atmosphere of earth, shoot, shoot big, go for the goal, and make it happen. Make this life count. And speaking of that, Valerie, you have a lot of things to be proud of. I mean, you've spoken in front of 80,000 people, uh, you, you know, Wall Street Journal, the O Magazine, so many great accolades. Tell us the story, though, of your proudest entrepreneurial moment. You know, getting a six-figure book deal, that was pretty freaking exciting for my first book. But, but then when the, and, that, and I got to tell you, that was the hardest thing I ever did. You know, people don't realize it's all in the editing, you know, writing. It, it, was a, it, it was an incredible amount of work, but I'm really happy I just pushed through it. So what made me really proud, John, and this happened within just a few weeks of each other, is Steve Forbes from Forbes Magazine, obviously a successful entrepreneur, yeah. his office called and wanted to sign copy of my book for one of his daughters. And then... Uh, again, I did a little thing where I hand wrote Ariana Huffington a, a letter, which I think these little things just differentiate you from other people. Totally. And she um, emailed me personally and asked me to blog for the Huffington Post. So those were both, you know, kind of little highlights uh, for me. No, that's massive. And, you know, that's exactly what happens when you do differentiate yourself, add your own USP, add your personality. I mean, that was Valerie Young shining through. And you took a big swing of the bat. You know, you didn't go for this little bunt. So definitely congratulations on that. And it's a perfect segue, Valerie, now to today, to present time, to Valerie Young, 2014. What of all of these things you have going on, would you say is the one thing that has you most fired up today? You know, I think what I am most fired up about, John, is for a number of years, I've been 
training people how to basically be professional business idea brainstormers, right? People who love to brainstorm. I, you know, found out that figured out this way they could get paid to do that. So I've been training people to do that. And I'm fired up because I'm going to actually finally create a product where just the average person can, can, you know, get this product and it's going to help them to connect the dots between what do you want your life to look like? What are your gifts? What are your interests? What skills do you enjoy using? And, and how could you monetize that so that people can start viewing the world like you and I do just through that lens of opportunity? Because I see ways to make money everywhere. everywhere. There's so many cool business ideas out there that the average person isn't seeing. We've just become this nation of occupational sheep, right? Passively waiting for someone to give us a job. And we've lost the capacity to just make a job, right? Make your own darn job. So I'm going to, you know, package that up and send it out to the world. Brainstorm Nation. Brainstorm Nation. I mean, Valerie, connecting the dots is definitely the one thing that holds people back. If they can just start connecting dots one, two, three, and four, like you could almost start sending them on their way because that initial momentum is so important, but it stops so many people from ever starting. And your comment about opportunities being everywhere, I mean, exclamation point, Absolutely. And for me, I could have, I could wake up tomorrow morning and we're actually going to be asking you this question a little bit, but I could wake up tomorrow morning and everything could be wiped clean. Everything that I've ever done, everything that I've ever created. And as long as I have the knowledge that I've gained thus far in my life, I could within months have a thriving business going because there are so many opportunities and now it's almost like I see the code that unlocks them. The only thing that I'm lacking, Valerie, A, is time. I only have so much time to dedicate to different things in my life and B is honestly, I've, I'm doing and I've chosen what I want to be spending my time on so I don't want to stretch my bandwidth out and, and do all these other things but I'm happy to share with others what these opportunities are which is why I love your Connecting the Dots course and you know, brainstorm nation, watch out. We'll make sure that Fire Nation, Valerie, knows all about it when the time comes. And we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, Valerie, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you dreaming about the perfect logo or website design, but don't know how to get started? Maybe you're worried about a budget. Either way, 99designs can help. 99designs, the world's largest graphic design marketplace, makes it easy to get a design you love. Just go to the website, tell them about the design that you need, and pick a price that works for you. Then the fun really begins. Designers from around the globe will submit awesome designs and you'll give them feedback. Within a week, you'll pick your favorite and be the proud owner of a gorgeous new design. With thousands of designers at your fingertips, there's no limit to what you can get designed. So what is it that you need? Boost your brand's visibility with a t-shirt or drive more traffic with a sleek new banner ad or landing page? Project started just $199 and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Creating a successful business takes a lot of hard work, including figuring out how to make your content unique. Wondering where to start? How about with your website and logo? For Entrepreneur on Fire, having a unique website and logo didn't come easy, but I knew if I wanted to make any kind of progress, I had to just start. I won't be perfect the first time around, but having something out there is the only way to be able to improve upon it. Are you ready to just start? Well, with Squarespace, you can. Squarespace offers an all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy 
easy to create a unique website and logo that will help you stand out from the crowd. With over 20 highly customizable templates for you to choose from and the ability to build around your very own logo, what's not to love? Squarespace also offers a full support team that works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code FIRE. That's squarespace.com, offer code FIRE. Valerie, welcome to the Lighting Rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Good plan. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? For me, it was this false belief that I had to come up with this one big idea that was going to replace my current income instead of thinking in terms of smaller, multiple profit centers. It's actually easier to come up with three, you know, $25,000 ideas than that one big 75 or 150 or, you know, pick a number. But if you chunk it down just to get one little plate spinning and then you can always get other ones spinning after that. Love that. Valerie, what's the best advice you've ever received? Outsource the little stuff. I I spent way too many years doing everything myself. Uh, And once I hired a a VA and another assistant, you know, I got to do the stuff that I'm good at and that makes that makes the money and that makes me happy. I mean, Fire Nation, the reality that we need to realize is that all we have is time. And when we can actually leverage and scale our time by doing things like Valerie's talking about outsourcing, all the better to allow us to focus on what only we can do, that 20% that results in 80% of our desired outcomes, that 80-20 Pareto's Law. And there's a great book written by Chris Ducker Valerie called Virtual Freedom, where he just talks about how every entrepreneur has this superhero complex when they first start. And it's kind of sad because we want and we think that we can do it all. But when we realize the power of outsourcing and of leveraging our time and knowledge, that's when our real superhero powers come into play. So Valerie, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Well, this is probably going to sound crazy, but you know, we all are faced with these decisions from time to time and, and we kind of want to do something, but we're hesitant and we don't know what to do. We go back and forth. I always tell people, flip a coin. And the reason being, no matter how it turns out, John, you're going to have your answer, right? Because deep down, you know what you want to do. It's just that fear (laughs) and self-doubt and all that stuff gets in your way. So if you flip a coin and it comes up, don't do it. And if you're disappointed, that tells you something. If you're relieved, that tells you something. So it, it to me, it kind of overrides that, you know, when, when logic gets in our way and we need to just go, okay, this is scary as heck and I'm just going to dive in because something in me really wants to just try this. No, I love that. And that's huge for me because I actually have a coin flip app that I'm like, you know, whenever I'm sitting here and struggling with a decision that, you know, not like a massive business decision, but maybe something smaller, I'm like, you know, I could go either way here. I love pulling out the coin flip and I'm just like, you know what? If I can't make a decision myself, let's stop wasting time, energy, and bandwidth here on this, and let's just let the fate decide. And I do the coin flip, and you know, oftentimes I'll just be like, all right, whatever, it was heads, I'm going to go off in that direction. But there are sometimes, Valerie, when I'm like, ooh, I didn't want to see that heads. And I'm like, you know what? 
that tells me what I really want to do. Let's drive forward in that direction. Okay, now, now we know I'm really old, John. When, <laughs> when I'm thinking, what, you can't flip a, a coin? You got to go to an app? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny. I don't even... I'm very busy. <laughs> I don't really know the last time I've even had change like within okay. 20 feet of my apartment. I mean, it's just like credit that's cards funny. and dollar bills. So. That's- that's wonderful. Valerie, can you share an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Yeah, I love springwise.com. Uh, it used to be totally free, but they, you know, over time they've monetized it wisely. But every day, I think it is, there's three new business ideas that trend spotters around the world have, uh, have identified. And then you can sign up if you want to get more. But you just get these cool ideas from literally all over the world for business ideas. Getting your aha moment handed to you on a silver platter, Fire Nation. That's right. And Valerie, if you could recommend one book besides yours, of course, which will be linked up in the show notes, what would it be? The book by Stephen Pressfield, The War of Art. Oh, yes. It, it's still just a personal favorite where you know, if, if you're at all stuck and you're, even if you love, you know what you love to do, but you're not doing it, right? Which we're all sometimes hardwired to get in our own way. It's the kind of book, John, as you know, you might just turn to somebody, you know, sitting on an airplane and go, listen to this and like, read them a paragraph. <laughs> you know, like, it's a quick little read, but it's very powerful and profound. Like, stop talking to me, weird person. I'll be like, no, you need to know this. But <laughs> Read this. And by the way, I'm going to push my seat back. <laughs> <laughs> no, 2014, Valerie, has been my year of Stephen Pressfield, literally. I read that book in early 2014. And since then, not only have I gone and read every single one of his, his books that are nonfiction, I've read every one of his fiction books because he is just an amazing, amazing writer. And I just can't get enough of him. I, I love both the audio and the actual written and Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook, just like The War of Art, for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Valerie, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, I'm hoping I have an internet connection on my new plan. Yes, it's identical to Earth, so you can just assume the best. All right, I would do two things. I'd create an information product and start building a list, just an information product based on a problem, on a trend, on a demographic group I wanted to work with. I mean, there's so many possibilities. And I'd also shoot um, a video just on my computer of me, you know, giving a, a keynote and I'd send it off to decision makers and start booking some speaking engagements. Well, Valerie, let's end today literally on fire with you sharing just one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, I guess I'm going to share uh, the George Eliot quote, which is, um, it's never too late to be what you might have been. Uh, so people can go to uh, changingcourse.com if you're still looking for an idea, because changing course starts with a great idea. And if you struggle at all with uh, confidence and playing big, you can go to imposter syndrome.com.
Love both of those dot coms with passion. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Valerie and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Valerie into the search bar. Her show notes page will pop right up with all of her contact information, book recommendation, resource, and just the wealth of knowledge that she dropped on our heads today. And Valerie, Thank you for igniting the airwaves today. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, John. Fire Nation, Quotes on Fire is my latest creation, a a seven-day-a-week podcast where I share a quote from history's greatest entrepreneurs and a killer resource. They are bite-sized episodes, two to four minutes each, and I would love if you checked it out in iTunes or at qofire.com. Prepare to ignite. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 